Greetings, fellow traveler. In today's Stories of Skyrim video, I'll be recounting a tale as old as time. I'm continuing the brief history of the Empire, part three. Let's start. A Brief History of the Empire, Part 3. The first volume of this series told in brief the story of the secession of the first eight emperors of the Septim Dynasty, from Tiber I to Kintara II. This second volume described the War of the Red Diamond and the six emperors that followed its aftermath, from Uriel III to Cassander I. At the end of that volume, it was described how the Emperor Cassander's half-brother Uriel IV assumed the throne of the Empire of Tamriel. It will be recalled that Uriel IV was not a septum by birth. His mother, though she reigned as Empress for many years, was a dark elf married to a true septum emperor, Pelagius III. Uriel's father was actually Katara I's consort after Pelagius's death a Breton nobleman named Galavir Lariat. Before taking the throne of the Empire, Cassander I ruled the Kingdom of Wayrest, but poor health had forced him to retire. Cassander had no children, so he legally adopted his half-brother, Uriel, and abdicated the kingdom. Seven years later, Cassander inherited the Empire at the death of his mother. Three years after that, Uriel once again found himself the recipient of Cassander's inheritance. Uriel IV's reign was a long and difficult one. Despite being a legally adopted member of the Septim family, and despite the Lariat family's high position, indeed, they were distant cousins of the Septims, few of the Elder Council could be persuaded to accept him as a full-blood descendant of Tiber. The Council had assumed much responsibility during Katara I's long reign, a Cassander I's short one, and a strong-willed alien monarch like Uriel IV found it impossible to command their unswerving fealty. Time and again the council and the emperor were at odds, and time and again the council won the battles. Since the days of Pelagius II, the elder council had consisted of the wealthiest men and women in the empire, and the power they wielded was conclusive. The council's last victory over Uriel IV was posthumous. Andorak. Uriel IV's son was disinherited by vote of the council, and a cousin more closely related to the original septum line was proclaimed Sephiroth II in the Third Era, year 247. For the first nine years of Sephiroth II's reign, those loyal to Andorak battled the imperial forces, and an act that the sage Eratine called Tiber Septum's heart beating no more, the council granted Andorak the High Rock Kingdom of Shornhelm to end the war, and Andorak's descendants still rule there. 
By and large, Sepphoris II had foes that demanded more of his attention than Anorak. From out from the Cimmerian nightmare, in the words of Aratine, a man who called himself the Cimmerian Usurper led an army of Daedra and undid warriors on a rampage through Valenwood, conquering kingdom after kingdom. Few could resist his onslaughts, and as month turned to bloody month in the year 249 of the Third Era, even fewer tried. Sepphoris II sent more and more mercenaries into Hammerfell to stop the usurper's northward march, but they were bribed or slaughtered and raised as undead warriors. The story of the Cameron usurper deserves a book of its own. It is recommended that the reader find Phalanx Erether's The Fall of the Usurper for more detail. In short, however, the destruction of the forces of the Usurper had little to do with the efforts of the Emperor. The result was a great regional victory and an increase in hostility towards the seemingly ineffective Empire. Uriel V, Sephiroth II's son and successor, swiveled opinion back towards the latent power of the Empire. Turning the attention of Tamriel away from the internal strife, Uriel II embarked on a series of invasions beginning almost from the moment he took the throne in 268th year of the Third Era. Uriel V conquered Roscrea in 271, Cathnoqui in 276, Yenesli in 279, and Isronet in 284. In the 288th year of the Third Era, he embarked on his most ambitious enterprise, the invasion of the continent kingdom of Akavir. This ultimately proved a failure, for two years later, Uriel V was killed in Akavir on the battlefield of Enith. However, Uriel V holds a reputation second only to Tiber as one of the two great warrior emperors of Tamriel. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Stories of Skyrim. I hope you enjoyed it. Please consider leaving a like, commenting down below, and sharing the video with a friend that you think would enjoy this as well. Until then, may you travel safe and travel long.